Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We now have a rule that doesn't work anymore. The $1,000 rule doesn't work anymore. We've got to change it. We've also got to tell businesses, hey, look, we catch these kids. you got to come in and testify. You can't just sit there and say, I'm not going to do anything. So that's one thing. That, that has to be changed. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. My guest this week is six-term Cook County Treasurer, Maria Pappas. Thanks for joining us. I'm happy to be here, Fran. You are recovering from double knee yeah. replacement surgery. Yeah. How's yeah. the rehab after the going? Craziness, after the craziness of doing over 100 competitive athletic events, including biking from New York to D.C. twice, biking from Milwaukee to Chicago, but crossing the finish line every time it was worth it. So, Yeah, and that's I, what I was about to say. Is this the price you pay for being a lifelong athlete at the age of 70? Yeah, yeah, and climbing up walls and being a yoga instructor and getting certified in pure bar. It was a great, it's been a great run for me. But, I mean, there just came a point in time where I had no cartilage in either knee and I had to get this done. So I am on a roll. I am almost two weeks out from a full recovery. And by the time September comes, I will have lost 30 pounds. Wow. I will have lost, I will have lost my adult fat what I call not baby fat, my adult postmenopausal and not able to exercise fat. So I'll be What made you do double jeopardy, this two of them at once? Well, I did, I did them actually three months apart. So, you know, you, when you do one and then after two months, it's fine. And then the middle of the night, the right one wakes you up because it's not fine. You say, all right, I got to get the other one done. But just briefly, Having knee surgery is a really big deal, and you have to test for metal, and I'm allergic to nickel, and I had found an article on the internet that says if you don't test for nickel, they'll put a striker knee in, which is made from nickel, and then they have to take it back out. So I found a doctor who does a Smith & Nephew knee, which is made from oxinium and titanium, and no nickel and no chromium, and it Uh, He did the surgery in 30 minutes. It's amazing. He took a picture of my knee, sent the picture to Tennessee. They sent the part back. They put it in. I was in and out of surgery in 30 minutes. So a big shout out to Robbie Bushal at North Shore Hospital. He had me in and out of surgery. They used 20 fewer instruments, and the actual scar is one-third less than a regular knee. So... I can't say enough about this guy because pretty soon I'm going to be doing triathlons again. 
I might so skip you the can, run. So you can do uh, marathons again, and you plan to? I don't know if I'll do a marathon. I think that I learned my lesson from pounding on cement. But I will go back out. I mean, I won almost every triathlon. I won the swim. I'm a great swimmer. And um, I'm, I'm starting to bike again. So, and I'm a very good biker, you know. Wow. I, you know, you know, people have different ways of responding to, to stress and the anxiety of what it is that they do. And mine has always been to get out there and, and work out and, and work out. And, you know, I have lots of fun things that I do, you know, I, I do book. too, but you know what? You put me to shame. I have never run a marathon. I've never completed a triathlon. I was most athletic in my high school class, but you put me to shame. You have an extraordinarily interesting and diverse background. You're the granddaughter of immigrants from the Greek island of Crete. Am I right? And you were raised. Well, I got to tell you a, a story about that. <laughs> you You're not going to let me finish. Well, All wait right, a second. Let me, let me go through your background here. Okay. You were raised in a coal mining town of 2000 in West Virginia. And you and I have something in common again. Another thing. We're both athletes. You were a drum major at an baton twirler in high school, and so was okay. I. Although, although you medals. you had nine gold medals, I didn't win anything. I was lousy. The only reason I was a baton twirler is because I couldn't do a split and couldn't be a cheerleader. But anyway, you then have an, an undergraduate degree in sociology, a degree in guidance counseling, a doctorate in counseling and psychology, and a law degree. You once managed a drug abuse program at Altgeld Gardens. You have also taught psychology and family relations across this country in eight European countries and in Israel. And you once co-authored a study on teen pregnancy. I say all that because it all gives you a rather unique perspective on what is going on in Chicago today with groups of young people gathering downtown, not only engaging in sometimes rowdy and intimidating behavior, but also gathering together in groups around, arranged on social media that have turned violent. And that's what happened last week at the Bean at Millennium Park when a teenager was shot and killed, prompting Mayor Lori Lightfoot and her police superintendent to impose an earlier curfew on the weekends and ban unaccompanied minors from Millennium Park. I want to know what you think of the mayor's plan to get this under control. And if it do, if you don't think it's going to work, what you think it will take? You know, look, I don't look, there's already an 11 o'clock curfew, right? It's yes. Not enforced. Not enforced. Yeah, so, so look, here's the problem. And here's the problem that she's in and that every, every politician's in. When you're in office, unless you're Maria Pappas, because I'm in, a, I'm in a different stage than everyone else is because I've been around so long, you've got to have a quick soundbite. The person who's interviewing, Fran Spielman's interviewing you, she's only got so much space. You've got two problems. You've got to get it down quickly, okay, in a soundbite. Radio or television won't cover it because you've got editors saying, you know, cut it short, cut it short. And you've got to be politically correct. You can't say anything that's going to offend anybody. In fact, of the matter is 50% of the people you're talking to, you're going to offend. So this whole thing about, oh, let's do a curfew. It's, it, it's just putting 
a Band-Aid on somebody who's in an intensive care unit. Long-term, it's not going to work. I mean, think Why about not? it. Why not? Well, I mean, so they're going to go from there. They're going to go someplace else. What do you mean? I mean, they, they, so they leave Millennium Park. They're going to Lincoln Park. They leave Lincoln Park. They're going to go to Oak Street Beach. It's just how it is. There, there's this more serious problem underlying that because, you know, you say, how do you fix it? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I'll tell you what you do. You need enforcement. You need some type of enforcement. And you need a police department. Now, this, now you've got to let me read this inner office police memo, okay? Sure. Can I read it? Okay. Yes, go this ahead. Is from De- this is from December 21st of 2021. November 2021, a date for the new test was announced for the police department, and 155 people were called to take the written test, but only 59 showed up. And of the 59 people who showed up, 30 failed the test, leaving only 29 still in the running to become a Chicago police officer. Fran, you and I have been around a long time. Remember when they used to give those tests and thousands of people would sign up? Okay, all right, now listen to this. This is the physical test, it's called the power test. The latest power test was given, and 400 people were invited to take the power test. But of the 400 people invited, only 46 people showed up. Can you imagine that? Out of yes, 446 show up. And of the 46 who showed up, four people passed the physical test. Hello. Now listen. So, so now, now the listen, these department- are the people. Now, listen, let me finish the memo. The Chicago Police Academy scheduled a new class of 50 people to start training to become Chicago police officers. That means they passed all the tests, okay? 50 people. They're ready to go. But on the first day that they were supposed to show up, 20 of the 50 people showed up for training. Query, do you think we have a problem? It's very difficult. So, so you institute a curfew. I mean, you're down 3,600 officers. Who's going to enforce this? You've got cameras everywhere. You know, there's cameras everywhere. They keep showing these videos. These cameras that we have go back to police stations. You go into police station, you see, is there somebody monitoring it? We have a problem. You got an enforcement problem. What's the enforcement problem? It's twofold. Everybody's ragging on Kim Fox about the thousand dollar thing, but how did the thousand dollar rule come up? Okay. The retailers, all retailers, kid comes in, takes $1,000 worth of stuff. They didn't want to go to court. If you're not going to go to court and say, yes, he stole it and he should have this punishment, the court system was getting clogged. There were no shows, one right after the other. So says, so you know what? I'm going to install the $1,000 rule. Now we have a swinging of the pendulum. What's the swinging of the pendulum that has clearly, clearly, clearly affected Michigan Avenue? So here we come. Macy's, all right? or any store, Abercrombie. You walk into Water Tower, and every day, 30 kids come in and take $1,000 worth of stuff. That's 30 grand a day, right? So at the end of 30 days, you're down almost a million bucks, right? Why would you come into Water Tower if you're looking at your profit margin? If you've given people the right to take that much, anybody in their right mind would say, you know, really, really? Do I want to go into a business in an area where we're up to, let's say, you know, if it's a big, big place, up to 30 kids a day can come in and take $1,000 worth of stuff. And look at Walgreens. In California, all the Walgreens are closing because it's the same issue. People walk in and say, you know what, I'm going to take this much liquor out of here. And it's happening. It's happening in Lincoln Park. It's happening at Walgreens. Kids go in and they walk out with all their liquor for the night. So so how do you enforce 
We now have a rule that doesn't work anymore. The $1,000 rule doesn't work anymore. We've got to change it. We've also got to tell businesses, hey, look, we catch these kids. You've got to come in and testify. You can't just sit there and say, I'm not going to do anything. So that's one thing. That, that has to be changed. Number two, how do you recruit people? This police force, and, and we did a thing where we did exemptions and we went into all the police departments. Twice I've been into every police department in the city two years ago to do refunds and exemptions, which listening audience, get to cookcountytreasure.com, put in your address to see if you get any money coming back. But the most common phrase that I have heard out of a policeman's mouth in this city is what? I'm gonna, you're smart. I'm going to let you guess. Overworked. I got to get out of here. I got to yeah. get out of here. Yeah. I have two guys right now that left three years early to come to work for me. And they're working. So how do you they're, turn that around? How do you turn well, that you gotta around? You got to go to the rank and file. You got to go to the rank and file. And, you know, at some point, police for whatever reason, from what they tell me, and I'm just listening to what I'm being told, the police have to become policemen. They feel that they feel that their hands are tied. And I can't listen. If you Is got Lori a cast of characters, her- wait, there's a cast of characters in this mayor's race, and they all have a solution. And, you know, you've got to do this and you've got to do that. You know what? I don't have an answer. How's that for an answer? How's that for a good soundbite? I don't have an answer. Maria Pappas isn't about being getting on Fran Spielman show. You know, I'm for school vouchers. I'm not for school vouchers. I'm for more police. I'm for less police. This, this city, this city, which I love and made me into something larger than life from a little punk out of West Virginia, you know, like midnight cowboy girl, like Dustin Hoffman coming to New York. I came here. I looked up the skies and in 1972, I thought I could save the world, Fran. I Are I you worried world. about the city that you love, Chicago? I'm, I'm terrified by the city. I can't get people to come to my apartment. I cook three, four nights a week and invite people over. People from the suburbs won't come down here. I went downstairs to my lobby last week, and there was a, a slew of policemen and a lady. And I said, what's wrong? She said, somebody just tried to carjack me in the open area on four downstairs. Never made the news. Week before, week before, I go outside and the doorman says, oh boy. I said, what happened? He said, they just carjacked two cars out of, uh, from, from uh, the Ritz-Carlton. The guy took one and five minutes later, he was so successful, he came back and got another one. I'm on the elevator with a lady coming up to my apartment. She says, I'm so upset. I said, what are you upset about? She said, they just carjacked my car. I'm a resident here. My husband was unloading his groceries. So you know what? There is a pervasive sense of fear in this town. And anybody, anybody who's on this mayor's list who stands up and, let me tell you something, tells Franz Spielman, I got a solution. That's a lot of BS. It is. And it is because the solution to this problem the solution to all these problems requires somebody bigger than the mayor. Let me tell you about the mayor's office or the treasurer's office or the governor's office. First of all, let me ask you this. Are you considering the possibility of running yourself? I'm, I know you're running no. for re-election. I'm, Is I'm there in re-election any mode. I'm in treasurer mode. I understand mode, that. And I'm I in understand that. That doesn't, that doesn't preclude you from doing it. You flirted with this before. Are you considering it now? 
if the city is in that much trouble. No, no, no. All right. Then who are you going to back for mayor? And is Lori Lightfoot deserving of reelection, given the state of Chicago right now as you see it? I don't think that the I don't think that the characters have lined up yet. I don't think it's pick pick somebody right now. I don't think that that's how it works. I think you're going to see a lot more people jumping into this. And I think that what's going to call this election is not the fact that maybe 20 people get in. Look what happened at the last one. Look what happened at the last election. When she asked me, I was for Bill Daly. I was for Bill Daly. Boom, gone. Why? Look at the stats. Look at the stats in that last election. The 2020 primary in the city of Chicago. How many you people? You mean the 2019 vote? primary? I'm Nobody sure. votes, you're saying? Well, here, here, let me, can I give you the stats? Sure. Here, this is the city of Chicago. Now, listen, all these people who are complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining, a lot of them live in Watertown. You know what? They're not even residents. They're a day, they're six months in a day in Florida or six months a day in Palm Springs, okay? And they complain like there's no tomorrow. They're not even registered to vote here, all right? So here's what happens in this entire city. This entire city. A third, one third of the people who can register to vote register all right and of that third one third or less of those votes so let's go to you want to take me to the 2019 general election oh she overwhelmingly won all the chicago awards excuse me 26 percent of the people voted 26 percent of the people the voting population was 2.1 million and only 560,000 people showed up and trust me friend trust me when i tell you that if you take 2.1 million and minus 500,000 out, okay, the rest of them are the ones that complaining, but don't get off their hind end and do anything. I've got a really good friend. He's got major restaurants in the city. So he calls me. He goes, you need to run for mayor. I said, you know what, Manoli, I'm running for treasure, but you need to do this and you need to do that. He said, well, I said, are you going to vote? Because that's what I ask everybody. Are you going to vote? He says, yeah, I know. I know the elections in November. I'm no, no, no. There's an election in June. He said, there is. This is one of the most well-educated people in the city. They switched okay. the election from okay. March to June. So is Lori Lightfoot deserving of re-election? And if not her, then who? I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. I'd be lying. You don't, I had an how answer. do you She's feel about whether she... get her... She's got a year. No, she doesn't have a year. She has 10 months. 10 months. Ten months. What's wrong yeah. with the way she's run the city? If you had to sum it up, listen to me, and, and this is very, very psychologically oriented. This country, this country was built on heroes and heroines. This country was built on Superman. Superwoman, Spider-Man, all of these characters that you see, okay? Once you elevate someone, and she went into office very elevated, okay? She got knocked down. So you are dealing with someone who's been wounded, wounded by the fact that people have lost confidence in their heroine. She went into that office walking on water. And you know it. She went into that office walking on. This was, this was the great hope. 
So I don't know if there's anybody on that list or whether she can redeem herself quickly enough to create hope again. Because right now, this city is running 100 miles an hour on fear. I'll tell you what the fear is. My, my, God, my, my uh, grandchild's coming here tomorrow night. You think I'm going to take him to the park across the street? He's an only child, right? Seriously? You think I want to deal with that when I know that they're carjacking around here? It's that sort of thing that has just, that's, that's terrorized people in this city, you know? And, and you're going to need someone someone who has the ability not to have to cut everything to a soundbite and be politically correct and above all have the courage to be imperfect because when you walk into that office or any office for that matter if you don't have a steel jaw and you can't punch back you're going to get the shit beat out of you and you know i in many ways i feel sorry for you know because she looks like somebody's beat her up is there any Hello? way for her to recoup? There's look, there's always a redemption period in everyone's life. You know, here's the issue with her though, is she's at 30%, which is what people are yes. saying. She's at 30%. All right. If you that, got all yes. these people in this race, she just signed off on an amazing casino. Okay. Labors with her. How much does she need to win? She How has to get she... over 50% at some point. Well, you know. Either in the first round or in a runoff. You cannot win unless you're over 50 at some point. Can she get there? She, yes, she could. She could. She could. She How? Could. How? Unions. And she's an incumbent. You don't know. You don't know what alliances she's made. It's very hard to throw someone out once they've been in office. But you're but you saying know what? On that the, other the city hand, listen, of Chicago is at a not only at a crossroads, we're down the other the bad fork in the road. We're at a terrible fork in the road. We're we're at a terrible fork in the road. And look, you keep asking me, am I running for mayor? And I say no. But why? I mean, I'm saying to myself, I'm sitting here. I'm like Maria. Why do you get? I mean, you stop me on the street. They're stopping me in elevators. Any place I go, you're run for mayor. You run for mayor. Run for mayor. What are they saying? And I look at what I've done that it's inspiring people to tell me to do this. I created this Black Houses Matter program. I've got like a radio show on WVON. I've given back $123 million to African Americans. Okay? I've, I've got a website that 2 million people a month come to. I get, let me tell you what I get about this city. Okay, and I don't think that everybody gets this. This is a city that has 127 spoken languages. You know, I go to Bulgarian flag raisings. You know, I go into basements of Romanian churches. You know, I go to the Polish Museum. Do you know that there is a magnificent Ukrainian community with four churches on the west side? And I go and I'm not putting out press releases. But let me tell you something. Whoever takes this thing over. You need to have, see through the eyes and sit on the lap of the person who's experiencing this fear and gather the right team and put it together and just be at the helm of it. But no good mayor is going to sit down and tell you, I've got the answers. It's not going to happen. I am not an expert. 
and finances the city. I'm not an expert in the police department. I'm not an expert in schools. I'm not an expert in school vouchers. You got to put a team together and you got to sit down and say, you know what? Listen up. City of Chicago, listen up. This is me talking. You want this city put back together, then rise up. I want the CEOs, the banks, the economic club, the ministers, the pastors, the rabbis get together. How are we going to solve this? This is a we problem. And if you isolate, if you isolate and, you know, I told her, I said, listen, Lori, embrace your enemies. I've been doing this a long time. Embrace your enemies. Don't embrace your enemies. You're going to have a problem because it is the person who hates you the most. And this is a, this is a phrase from my, my mentor, Rudolf Dreikers. Every neurotic is partially right. If somebody looks at you, you know, I did that show on WHM wait, wait a on second. Monday. She hasn't taken that advice. Is that her no, part she of hasn't. the problem? That's a, that's a, it's an Achilles heel. It's an Achilles heel. What's you think the Lopez Achilles would be heel? running against her if she had embraced him? And Sawyer about to announce if she had embraced these guys? How what many is people it about her? Can... What is it Pardon? about her? Thin-skinned? Takes everything personally? What is it about her that makes her... It's not, not... it's not about her. It's about anyone in office. So you bring to the office who you are. You bring to the office And who character. is she that she can't embrace her enemies? Like, take your advice. I don't know her well enough. I don't know her well enough. I... To, to get to the etiology of it. I can but only she hasn't tell you the done outcome. That. She hasn't done but, that to her detriment, is what you're no, saying. Let me tell okay, so look, let's just give you an example, okay? You get along with her? It's not important. Okay, whether so I do or let don't. me say this. Okay, you become mayor. All right, now you're mayor. You better realize that you're mayor, and every day of your life for four years, you're going to get a call from Fran Spielman, and she will probably ream you a new hind end, okay? Do you really think it's a good idea to get into a fight with, with a reporter or Fran Spielman? Really? You know what? They got a job to do. They're going to print stuff about you, which is true, and sometimes slant it and whatever, but it's not going to help to poke a finger in her eye. It's not going to help to poke a finger in her eye, and that's got to stop. The poking the finger. In, I'll tell you a funny story. And, the and, Italian and Columbus it's not just, statue comes not just the press, though. You're talking about no, her no, everybody. Enemies. Here's a good yeah. one. Here's a good one. This is, this is amazing. The Italian statutes coming down and I've got, you know, I've got an, I've got deputy treasures in almost every community. So Ron Anesti my Italian deputy treasurer and Joanne Serpico. And they call me and they tell me everything that's going, you know, come to this thing, this Italian event and do this and do that. I'm like, okay. So they call me up and say, you can't believe the statue came down. The statue came down. Maria, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I said, call the mafia. What are you calling me for? And they laughed. Do you know what I mean? But look who they called. And through a long process, Anesti figured out that they had no right to take the statute down because of these papers that had been signed earlier on with Italy. But why am I telling you this story? Because I of the things she said on that call. Well, yeah, you, know, it's, it's, you, you can't look. You make decisions, and if they're the wrong ones, you stick with them. But you can't be in office, and I see this with a lot of elected officials, where it's yes today and no tomorrow, and no tomorrow and yes today, yes and no, yes and no. You can't flip-flop. you got to bite the bullet. you got to bite the bullet and take the punch. And let me tell you something. 
you almost have to have a ruthlessness about you to take on any mayor's position in this country because you're going to get beat up. You're going to be, if, if you're 70, by the time you're 71, you're going to look like an old 80. That's just the nature of it. You're going to be up all night because when that siren goes off, you're going to jump out of bed and wonder if it's another kid getting shot and is it your fault. There's a, there's a human side to these offices. There's a tremendously human side to these offices that we all but you're need to saying, come to You're saying she's been her own worst enemy in a lot of instances. Yeah, she has. But, you know, if you get her one-on-one, if you can get her one-on-one, you can get her off stage, off of sound bites, okay, off of, off of having to be politically correct, off of not having to offend anyone. This is a really, really smart gal. Her heart is in the right place. All right, Maria Pappas, we could go on and on, but I wish you the best in your recovery. And uh, I didn't we'll get see. to talk about anything of any consequence of what I've done. So you have to have me back. So I need to tell you about the treasurer's office and what we're okay, doing. Okay, I people. will. I will. I will. I will. You didn't let me get a word in edgewise. But like I never me. let anybody get in an edgewise because I think I'm just like fun and entertaining and interesting to be around. You are indeed, ma'am. You are indeed. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you all next week. 